Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. You know, when America catches the cold, uh, black people catch the flu, which means, you know, when it was going bad, we we had it worse and now that we're rebounding it's we we are not reaping the benefits of that rebound what's up people welcome to this episode of the by the hood podcast or webcast because i don't know how you're consuming this content i'm your host as always my name is jimmy and as we start off every show that's with gratitude just want to send a special shout out to everybody who supports what we got going on. Special shout out to all the students from Bible Hill University, as well as the members of the MDC Strategy and the youth from the Bible Hood Ownership Camp. I got my partner in crime, Core Me Core. What's up, good brother? It's really good, man. Every day above ground is a good day, so let's get it. Yes, sir. And we are back with another one of our short Wednesday pods. That's our new thing, man. You know, short pods, some great conversations, talk about things going on in the world of business and finance and black wealth. Um, this is very specific to black wealth, man. It was an article that came out. I read it in the Philadelphia Inquirer, but it was about a study that was done by the um, Economy League of Greater Philadelphia. And I'm going to read it out. For those watching, you'll be able to see it. I'm going to share uh, the article. For those listening on the podcast, shout out to y'all. We appreciate that. Give us five stars on Apple. But with that being said, I'll read it so you can understand what it is we'll be talking about in this episode. And it's entitled Broke in Philly. It says income for black Philly households is stagnant. For everyone else is up almost 25% since 2010. Then it says the median black household income adjusted for inflation is just $2,000 more than it was in 2010. I'm going to repeat that because we're in 2023. It says the median black household income adjusted for inflation is just $2,000 more than it was in 2010. That's 13 years ago, by the way, right? So it says um, economic inequality in Philadelphia continues to grow along racial and gender lines and is following patterns in New York and Boston. Two cities with much higher incomes and cost of living, according to the study from the Economy League of Greater Philadelphia. A declining black population in the city and a declining poverty rate for black Philadelphians may also suggest that less affluent black residents can't afford to live in the city and are now moving to inner ring suburbs. So that's also interesting. It's to the point now. So everybody wants to run out to the outskirts in the suburbs, but it says that's kind of where the poor, poor people are going. Because it's too much to live in a city. All right. Let me keep further down in the article. We have a lot more poverty and social issues than New York and Boston don't have, Shields said, because they've already evolved the method of having so much inequality that no impoverished person can even live in the city anymore, which is an over exaggeration. But basically, so what he's saying is that certain parts of New York, you can't you can't even live there anyway. And it, Philadelphia is wasn't that way. But that's the way it's looked like it's moving. Yep. So black Philadelphians median household income grew at the slowest rate compared to other racial groups between 2010 and 2021, just barely rising above its 2010 levels when adjusted for inflation, according to the analysis that was done by the Inquirer. 
While black median income grew less than 6%, the median income for Asian, Latino, and white households each rose by almost 25% in the same period, right? So let me skip further down the article. I just want to bring out certain points before I let my brother weigh in on this and we just have a conversation about it. So it says black households earn more money on average in 2021, but the median black household income adjusted for inflation is just $2,000, more than it was in 2010. Median household incomes for Latinos, Asians, and white people increased by about $7,000, $10,000, and $15,000, respectively. Inequality between Asian families and white families narrowed, um, the Economy League report found. So this is this is interesting. Let me let me just skip through this article. I want to read a couple of different things about it, right? Because it goes over disparities in the income, talks about the income gap. We already know about the, um, the racial wealth gap. We already know what that is. We know how black wealth is decreasing, actually, which is crazy. Um... And although this article was written in Philadelphia, where Corey and I are from, um, it talks about how this is happening in other cities as well. So Pennsylvania has not raised its minimum wage since the federal wage was set at 725 in 2009. Josh Shapiro is trying to raise it to $15 per hour now. That's, the, you know, Governor Josh Shapiro. The gender pay gap stayed mostly level over a 10-year period with white women in 2021 earning 88 cents for every dollar owned by white men. Black women, black men and women earn 61 cent and 59 cent respectively compared to every one dollar for a white man, while Latino men and women earn 60 cent and 55 cent respectively. So for every dollar that a white man earns, um, a black man earns 61 cent and a black woman 59 cent. Wow. This is the thing about data, Corey. People like to give you their opinion on how they feel, but this is data. So. The largest positive jump was for Asian women who were the only group to see equal wages compared to men of the same race. Asian men and women both earn 75 cents to every white male dollar. So in the Asian community, it says that based upon this data, that men and women earn the same. So in the black community, it's 61 cents for a man, 59 cents for a woman. The crazy part is Asian men and women both earn 75 cents, but that's still compared to $1 for every white man. Um, so... Here's the part I want to talk about later in this pod. It talks about some of the solutions. And this is what I found interesting. Um, one of the solutions they talk about is an adjustment to the procurement process from the city and anchor institutions such as hospitals and big universities. So what it says is um, either you have to have certain connections with accountants or, or people that can get you in the, in the door, so to speak. But it goes into being able to qualify for certain things. So a lot of times um, we look at business and we look at politics and we think they're separate and they're not really separate. And that could be its own show, but that's not what this is about. So let me just get to the end of this and now, you know, I'll bring that back up. Right. So it talks about, you know, policy and changes that people are looking at this problem, trying to solve it. Um, but we need, always needs more solutions. But this was a great article. Shout out to Layla Jones. She's an economic equity reporter writing about how government and corporate policy impacts people's pockets. So this was a great read. Um, so, Core, we're going to have to talk about a lot of things that are within this article. But first, I just want you to give me your overall thoughts on what I just read. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts, but the overarching thought is that, you know, when America catches a cold, uh, black people catch the flu, which means, you know, when it was going bad, we, we had it worse. And now that we're rebounding it's we we are not reaping the benefits of that rebound so um with that being said we 
there there are solutions not mentioned in there which mm-hmm. is we gotta we gotta be we gotta be more about our business for each other mm-hmm. um you know i said on our friday show a few weeks ago how everything that i've ever attained in this world a black person helped me get it mm-hmm. and you know most people don't have that experience they yeah, have that experience right so I mean, I have a lot of that experience, but I can't lie and say that there hasn't been certain folks. There's, there's, there's not one. There's I can't think of a white person for real that really helped me do anything because now, I don't. But it's not, two ways look at it to me, right? Oh, so I, I can't I can't say that that's not my that's not my story, right? But what I can say is, I don't know whether it was always altruistic. So I find myself mm-hmm. in a lot of spaces where people do things for me and help me. But it's also for their benefit, especially yeah. today, where yeah. it's like you need to have that 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 person in the room. I, and a lot of times, I, I like to take advantage of that and bring. The- no, 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 no. I'm not saying that it's wrong or or bad. It's just my my That's your story. Saying, That's your story. My yeah. my personal experience, and it's because of the way I've chosen to live my life, where mm-hmm. I where I I want to do everything I can for black people, and so 99% of my daily dealings are with black people so it's kind of hard for white people to do something for me when we're got not you. really coming in the, it's not that they wouldn't do it if we came in no, I, I got you but I, I just don't come into contact with white people very often and that you know specifically um you know like when i'm working jobs of course i come into contact with white people but besides that i like in my personal business and dealings and things of that nature i very 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 rarely come into into contact with white people and so it's kind of hard for them to help me do anything. No, I got you. Not, you know what I mean? So it's not, again, I'm not even blaming white people and I'm not saying anything against what they got no, going on. You're telling on. your story, but go ahead and tell me, tell me your point though. What's your point about? Uh, the point is, is that black wealth um, really depends upon what we decide to do for each other, right? Because these big corporations, they talk a big game. They talk, you know, these equity initiatives and all of this other malarkey but you could see from the data especially from the data you just said that asian women and white like when they do minority stuff like it gotta be specifically for black people or the people who want to take advantage of it are generally um hispanic people and asian people all of the minority as you can see those people took advantage of all of the minority stuff that was out there and not to say that black people weren't eligible for these things but the people who were able to take the best advantage of them were asian folks and hispanic folks and for us to be able to, to be able to uh to move forward in 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 a way that's that's prosperous for us we got to stop being scared to say this is specifically for black folks you know what great i mean like for me no, that's a great point how, how i read that is also interesting because um you know, Kamari told me something a long time ago. We were having a conversation. He was like, true wealth is built via the government. He was like, people like yep. to say all this thing about business and all that. He was like, but 100%. first of all, businesses allow you to operate. And then two, um, a lot of the uh, contracts and, and, and things. And the article mentioned not just government, but also big institutions like universities um, and, and such. That, that Who get their money from the government. <laughs> but also, like they have to hire people to do big jobs. Big yeah. jobs are big money and that big money trickles down. 
and what the article was saying is a lot of black businesses just aren't organized, almost organized enough to be able to take advantage of that. So for one, that told me like, man, there is a, a, a gap. There's a space for someone to come in to try to help people get prepared for that level. That might be its own business in itself. Um, I know people who do that, who help people get government contracts. Mm-hmm. So one of our one of our closest friends does that. Okay, but but you know, and I, I ain't chopping nobody business out there. But here's what I'm saying though: I was talking to someone who um has a minority business, right? And he he's making a, a nice piece of change. But what he does is literally, and I'm and I'm not putting nobody business out there. Like other companies make him a part of the deal to say that a minority business is part of the deal. Yep. And he'll get a he'll get a nice check and won't do no work. So yep. basically, he's leveraging They're taking advantage of the minority money by using <laughs> a. Yep, that's one. That's one hundred percent what happens. So, so, and I know someone that does that. So, but, but my point is, kind of what the article is saying is, you can't have that. You have to have people that like follow through because what tends to happen is people hire people that look like them. Yeah, I mean, the if, I'm that. Is, if money is set aside for minorities, minority could be woman, it could be Asian, it could be you know Hispanic, like anybody that's not a white male or a white woman. Or, or I mean, well, even just just anybody that's not a white male can basically qualify for minority money. So you don't. You believe, know let me ask you this question, Core. And I'm being facetious. Y'all know your answer. So you don't believe in the idea of BIPOC? What? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna make. Let me stop. Let me stop because I don't want to get myself. I don't want to hear no four. No, no, no four. I don't even. I don't even want to get myself. I'm gonna chill. All right, so you think one of the solutions is to have things specifically that has to be allocated specifically for black and not for BIPOC or person of color or whatever. It yeah, is. no, that because it don't because if it's not, then black people not going to have the full access to it. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing, right? It's the same thing when they, you know, when the, when the government was um giving out money for Indians and all these white people all of a sudden was Indian. You know what I mean? Like it's. A, like, but you, if you look at the history of it, every time the government give out money for supposedly for a specific, you know, race, creed, or ethnicity, white people and people that's not, that is not specifically intended for, intended for, get their hands on it. And so when you, you got to be very, very specific. If you want black people to get it, you got to say this money is for black people mm-hmm. or somebody else is going to take advantage and get their hands on it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got you got to be very, very, very specific because the way this country is set up, that's not if you just say it's for minorities that you, you're going to have to define minority very, very narrowly for black people to be able to get their hands. What, what do you think about the article when it talks about um, like Philadelphia, uh, black people moving out of Philadelphia into the immediate suburbs because of just like costs. Right. And I, I know because I did it. So but it's saying that like. Philadelphia is going to become like New York and Boston in a way where like you're going to have to have a certain level of income just to live in the city. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I make, I make way more than the median for income for Philadelphia and I still move. And it's because Philadelphia is the most heavily taxed city in the country. It's, you know, it's not even the the cost of living. It's the, the, the taxes around that cost of living. Like, like the cost of living is one thing. But there's certain things living in the city of Philadelphia that are literal taxes on your money. Like they have a city tax. They have a a uh you, you know the Philadelphia Parking Authority is basically a 
giant ass tanks. You got the well, you got you got you got like yeah, but you got so I want I want to clarify something first because I actually did the data on this. Philadelphia isn't the most heavily taxed place because people say that, right? Philadelphia, from the standpoint of the number of taxes, is up there, but total taxes is not even in the top five. It's not even close. Um, and I did this research. I was talking to a shout out to Miss Wanda Walker, but I was talking to her and I did the research for her. And I was telling her, people say that because they run with it. They say, Tilly, Philly has the most taxes. Most taxes in terms of this is a pure mm-hmm. number. Like, if you look down, mm-hmm. it's a <laughs> but in terms of what it actually equates to, it's not even in the top five. It's not even close. There's there's a lot of places that are taxed way heavier than Philadelphia. First of all, our real estate taxes are relatively low. No, um, the real estate taxes are and actually. The about, and the thing about a city wage tax, the, the, the working tax, you pay that when you work in the city, whether you live here or not. Now, um, the thing about it is um, it's interesting because what that what rings in my head when I read that is if you don't, if people that own property in Philadelphia, it's going to become more valuable. No, for sure. 100% for sure. Because it has to. Because that means more affluent people are going to be moving to the city, which is going to raise the value of the property. Now, that's just, that's going to raise because because then bigger businesses because when the when the when the average amount of money people make goes up, bigger businesses start to come in. Not somebody that has to somebody has to service those places. Not and again, this is not this is just this is this is not rocket science. This is just ABC stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're going to build businesses to serve people who got income. So yeah. like. It's just not, you know, it just makes more sense. So now, with that being said, though, there's also going to be a problem with displacement. So I'm not like a person that's a gentrifier that's trying to come in and keep people out their houses. But that leads to a conversation about politics, how how politically that can be handled to protect long-term citizens. That's a whole other, that could be its own show right there. Um, but it, it's, going to have to, it's going to have to be done um, from a policy standpoint. Because the thing about economics, it's never right, going to happen. It's going to have to, right? And if it, 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 if it does, it's going to have to in some form or fashion. If it doesn't, people will just be displaced. Like, so that that do you really think politicians care about people being displaced? No. Do you actually think well, they care? Well, that's a complex topic, right? Because the answer to that is no. <laughs> but I don't think that's the answer. I think that, but I think that. We're, we're animals. We care more about ourselves than other people. Diamond Dave once told me that we all care about ourselves. He was like, some people make you feel like they care about their kids. They really care about themselves and their kids are just an extension of themselves. That's a whole conversation. But point I'm making is I don't think that all of them don't care, but I think that they care about themselves more. And if you recognize that the tide is moving this way and a lot of people. So if we're organized, if people are organized and they're saying one thing, I've seen politicians flip flop on a, on a topic just based upon the mass amount of people. Right. If See, a listen, lot of people fall on one side, and I know, and also I know, go ahead. I know a lot of politicians that that actually care about people, but they can't, they can't, they can't do anything. So this is the thing. A lot of times we like to point at specific politicians as people, and that's not to I'm say I think that, mess, I'm not pointing at I'm, not talking you. I'm saying people in general. But what they don't understand is this is a system. Yep. So it's no matter who you put there. If I named you head of city council or something tomorrow. Even with your heart and your ideas for people, it's telling but so much you can do. 
I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to turn around and say my brother Corey don't care about people because I know you because I work with you. I know you do. Listen, I, I also know that it's politicians that do care about people, but it's specific politicians. But what I'm saying to you is, is that in general we're talking about systemically and systematically. Mm-hmm. Politics doesn't care about people in the sense that the system wants to feed itself and to protect itself more than it wants to protect the people. Right. And so and you could just look at the history of this country, the history of any any system. The system is there to protect itself, not to protect people. And so that this is not, you know, this is not a news flash. This is just how things work. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you're talking about displacement, displacement is the natural consequence to to to, to rise in prices. And, but that's the thing, though. So what I'm saying is that's a system thing. I don't think so. I think that. It's in, in, in politics is really all about compromise, right? That's why I would never want to be in one of those offices because just based on the business, you're going to please somebody. But every time you please somebody, you're not going to please because everybody has different motives. They have different things they're aiming for. So when you do something for one people, you're harming someone else. Yep. That's the nature of it. You have to find that medium, that compromise. And some will say, well, that's how the system is designed. The system is working, Right. The system yeah. is what supposed to do, and but that's my point. That's why I wouldn't point it at a specific part. It's not to say that there aren't dirty politicians. There are people. I, out there. All I say is politics doesn't care. Yeah, politics, but not politicians. You asked me that I know politicians. Politicians. Politi- polit- politicians in general don't care. Probably. I don't think politicians in general care. I can name that's specific possible. politicians. That no, we ain't get on that. We ain't got to name nobody. I mean, well, it is no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm no. I'm not getting into names. But I'm saying I know specific politicians that do care. But they're like you said, their reach is limited because of the way the system is set up. There you go. But what I'm saying to you is, is that's because in general, politicians don't care <laughs> because they're, they're not the norm. Those people aren't so, the norm. I'm thinking about what you're saying. And I don't think that as politicians don't care. I think the system right? it's a system. So even if all politicians woke up and said they decide they care, I still think the system doesn't allow because and when I say system. I'm not trying to make this esoteric thing like the system. I'm saying the system that we live in, capitalism, right? Capitalism needs, you know, shout out a, to a certain, a certain lower class of people. There you go. There you go. So capitalism, capitalism doesn't work without the lower class. I was going to say shout out to Isabel Wilkerson. She already gave yes. us the game. Lord, the Lord, game. Lord. Her pick is the absolute, like her pen game. Is <laughs> if you haven't read her book that we're referring to, it's called Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. But she kind of breaks it down. Like, this system needs people at different casts for it to work, for our way of life to continue. Um, and it just, you know, you got to figure out where you fit in with that and how you, you know, switch casts. But her point is, most people don't switch casts. Where they're born is where they stay. Ninety-six percent um, of poor people, ninety-six percent of people that are born poor die poor. Yeah, and that's that because the, that's the stat, and that was crazy to me. I was like, when I read that stat, you know, because because we talk a lot about people. You know, we 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 showed the stories of people moving up. Yeah, and you know, we showed the LeBron James and the Jay Z's and the, you know, what I mean, of, of, of yeah. poor people moving up, and they and they put those stories front and center. But when you look at the stats that tell you ninety six percent of people die in the same financial bracket they were born in, that's absolute chaos. But that's why that's why I like getting out and actually talking to people because even myself personally, sometimes I get caught up in the bubble. We're around people that have achieved and are continuously achieving. And you start to think that, man, everybody's doing better. 
but then you get a reality check when you get outside your your bubble. Yeah, when you when those numbers hit you in the face and data, right? So that's why data is important. It's not that data tells a full story because you can make the data, you can maneuver data the way you want to, but it gives you an idea. But when you get outside your bubble and you start to see how the average person is doing, how they're living, yeah, um, man. It's rough out here. It's rough out here. It's definitely rough out here, man. Which is why having these kind of conversations are good and looking at this data is good. And even shout out to the sister that wrote the article, at least like trying to put some solutions in the article. Yeah, um, she just wasn't just complaining. She was trying to get solutions. Basically. Yeah, so but you need more solutions, right? So so I'm going to ask this to our audience out there that if you're listening on the podcast, maybe you can hit us up. Um, You know, you can always shoot us an email. I'll put our email on the show notes Um, or a comment on if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. What are some of the solutions for this? Let's be solutions based. What can we do about this? The article talked about getting more people qualified to get these contracts. Um, how can we work on that? Like what companies are close to being qualified that we can possibly get someone there to help? Like, what, So how can we work on that? But what are other solutions? You know, me and Corey um, have our camp every year. We, we teach the youth all year long at this point. That's So our camp is our thing in the summertime, but we're working with different programs to constantly teach in the community that's our way but there has to be a number of ways and a number of work that has to be done so so we're asking we're trying to to crowdsource answers y'all so if you're listening or you're watching some solution put some solutions in the comments what are some solutions to this how do we uh close the gap and is it possible to close the gap is it strictly like a reparation my thing is this I mean, reparations is, was the jump off for every country that ever closed any gap. That was the okay. jump off point. Okay. But the thing, you know what my, my motto is about reparations. They had to stop doing what they were doing so that they can, rep- reparations means to repair a wrong. You have to stop what you were doing so you can repair it. So our country has never stopped what they were doing. There's no reparations without the country stopping whatever they were doing to repair it. Earl like, Simmons told us, man, you've been eating long enough, so stop being greedy. That that's never going to happen. So <laughs> we, we can leave that reparations idea out of it because a country has to stop doing whatever it's doing to you before they can make you whole and repair you. Mm-hmm. So reparations isn't a thing. That's just not a thing. Gotcha. So um, you know, like that whole conversations that you know, and they putting it up to the bills and in, in, in the U.S. Senate and all that. That's goofy. That's never happened. Because they, there's not enough money. You see what happened when this country gave out money the last time. We damn near, we about to fall off a cliff. So reparations w- would be a bigger bill than that. Ain't no way in the world the United States is paying those kind of reparations that they would need to pay. No, to the you know dis- what? That's an excellent point that, I, you know, you're the first person I hear bring that part up. Uh, you know, maybe because I've been made offline. No, I didn't think about that, but you're the first person I hear say that, right? So, <laughs> you know, you could you cut that check, and then they'll blame us for that, like you know, the dollar. Yeah, like this country will fall off a cliff. Like you gotta, you gotta print that money. You gotta print that money. If they giving us reparations, where that money coming from? Like you, so, it ain't, so, it so ain't enough money. It's literally not enough money in the world for them to make us whole. So this is why the conversation is different. Like, could it be in the form of tax breaks? Does it have to Listen, be little printed money? Give me tax, tax breaks and free education, and I'll and and I'll I'll consider us, uh, you know, I will I'll consider it that that you thought about me. You know what I mean? Because right now yeah. they ain't even thinking about black people. But if you say, <laughs> "Listen, you don't got to pay no taxes in this country for the next as you know for the next three generations, sixty years." 
we're gonna give you 60 years, even though we stomped on your head for 500 years, we're gonna give you 60 tax free. That means my kids, they kids, and and probably you know, a generation after that get a chance. You know what I mean? Give me if you give me three generations to, 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 to catch up without having to pay no taxes. But the thing this country can't do that is because if you look at our national debt, we got service we, got, we already we, we got, already we, we, got, we got to service the debt that we already got. Like so, that's a that idea is kind of out the window because you know, like any idea dealing with the, the government giving black people money specifically is out the door. This All country right. is bankrupt. Bro. All right, so let's leave it at that though. For the folks watching, what are your solutions? Um, Corey didn't shot down a couple already, but do you have any other solutions that? You know, maybe you're on the ground or maybe more esoteric, whatever kind of solutions you have. Um, we got to figure out how to get us get ourselves more money. Like we got to figure out to get it because the thing about it is the people who control the resources control control the action. And yeah. we don't control none of the resources. We don't have any control over the, 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 the means of production or the resources. So we can control all of the, the assets in the world. But if you control none of the means of production and none of the resources, you still at the whims of whatever government that you, you see what I'm saying? Like so, it, it, right, so so let's leave it at that. Let's. let's I, I got you because you in your bag right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you chill because Corey about to get on his pulpit and go crazy, man. So with that being said, though, I want everybody to put in the comments what solutions do you have? Is there a solution or is it too far gone? Is the race over? Like, let me know what you think. Um, please leave us a five star review, whatever. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, By the Hood on Facebook by the hood on ig but um let us know what you think interesting article a great article Corey, any last words you know my last words is always take care of each other man that's you know, right again the thing about it is specifically you know i i don't like to say this but if you're not specifically for black people we are not the same <laughs> you know what i mean like you can you can and, and that might be a good or a bad thing but mm -hmm. my, my thing is this. I'm black first. Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey. I'm not black second, third, fourth, or fifth. I'm black first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Then all of these other things. Right? Mm -hmm. Because the thing about it is everybody else thinks that way. Right? The reason why we're so far behind is because we want to be people of the world and love is love and all this other malarkey that people talk about. But every other race looks out for itself first. Every other culture looks out for itself first. And then, you know, when they see injustices or anything else like that, then they might try to, you know, lend a helping hand. But they pick themselves up first. Right. We, we've we never done that. So at the point when we do that, then that's when we can, you know, that's that's where our progress begins. So, you know, love each other. That's why I always end with the same message. Love each other. All right, I'm gonna leave it at that. Though that was Corey's last word. I told y'all he's ready to jump on his his his, his box. So oh, I'm getting a bag about black. <laughs> With that being said, listen. Um, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make; it's about how much you keep. Game elevates. We'll see you guys on our next episode. Peace.